Welcome to Life and Transition Experts Podcast, a community of professionals, entrepreneurs, and service providers committed to growing their business by serving others through life's biggest challenges, including probate, estate planning, and small business growth. Join the Life and Transition Experts Facebook group and YouTube channel for free resources, tips, and strategies to help let your light shine. Hosted by Courtney Rollins, the Durham, North Carolina probate expert. All right, let's dive headfirst into this episode. So one of the biggest questions that you may get is, what do I offer for this property? How do I evaluate a property and make sure I'm giving the right price that's allowing my seller to be satisfied? If you're a wholesaler, giving enough margin so that your end buyer can actually make a profit. And of course, you getting paid for all your hard on work. Uh, so this is Courtney Rollins from Life and Transitions Experts Podcast also um, a CEO and founder in sales for Estate Pro Service and do REI deals. And I got one of my great, uh, awesome team members and um, um, uh, good friends here, uh, Javon. How's it going, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Real good. Yeah, Javon's a beast on the phones. He's had years of experience uh, 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 chatting and talking uh, to folks in, in, in different spaces and all. Um, but today we're just going to take a look at, I was going to show him how I compare uh, properties and come up with the market value and then um, explain to show him a great app that we use called PropStream that if you've on this channel, you're probably familiar with, but if you're not, it's an awesome data source for being able to collect really data from all over the nation and I think even the world um, that allows you to do a lot of the things, pull lists, pull data so that you can make calls as well as make evaluations and has several other features um as well but then i also want to show some folks that is a paid subscription some folks may not have that so how do we use zillow to find out what the property um is worth so um Devon, man my my flow really there's a lot of rules right knowing your buyers is so important and because if you're selling your property to a flipper who is going to come turn around and sell that later on you may have a different strategy for if you're selling a property to uh, someone who's going to hold on to the property or if it's a, a, a maybe it's a creative financing and you're assigning a deal that's uh, set up like a subject to or uh, or owner finance um the evaluations can look a little different but so that we won't confuse anyone or confuse ourselves this is the main way i uh evaluate properties i base it off of what buyers are actually buying in that area same type of property what are they buying it for? So what are the cash buyers buying the properties for? And so um, let me share my screen and go over to PropStream here. So here we are at PropStream, come in and we just put in a, I'll just put in a dummy uh, address like, let's see, 15 South Cary Street. It's actually one. So we put this property in, right? It's in Baltimore. You'll put in the filter and the features uh, when you go to the search bar. And then you go over and click uh, details. And what's awesome is they already have the information of the seller and all that good stuff. But back in the day, we had to look this up old school, go to the SDAT and 
check out the State Department of, I think, assessment and taxation to figure out who the buyer was and then all these different uh, services out now that makes it a lot easier for us to uh, find out. But over here in the comparable search, you're going to have to change some of these features here, especially with this market. In the past, I would share with sellers or with buyers, even sellers sometimes when I'm trying to educate them, but I would share with buyers, here are the last six months of comparable sales, the last six months. But because we're in a rapidly changing market, Lately, I've been pushing that to about three months because we're really trying to figure out what the buyer's behaviors are so we can uh, price it at a good price. So I have it right here, October 1st to 12th, uh, 15, um, the time recording. So that's uh, three months and two weeks. Now, for square footage, usually you want about 250 square feet above the um, asking price and 250, what asking price, 250 above the original square feet and 250 below. And PropStream will normally do that for you. So that's pretty awesome. It's already set in there. Now, if you're in different cities <laughs> besides Baltimore City, or uh, when you're in a really highly condensed city like Baltimore, you're going to want to uh, make the radius about 0.25. Now, if you're more in the county or the suburbs, like I'm in Durham, North Carolina now, I could extend that out to 0.5 for half a mile. But Baltimore is block to block. Sometimes the side of the street to side of the street values change, you know? So um, we wanna make sure that we have that in there. Um, now, Baltimore has a lot of incomplete data. So usually you would wanna put in the max bed, max bath being the ones that you have. But sometimes there's so much um, for Baltimore particularly that I found that I usually leave those blank because it's a, uh, it usually leaves out a lot of the deals there. I do try to match the property type. So this property class is residential and the property type is said townhouse. For many of our properties, especially in a rental space like Baltimore City, it's going to be residential income general, but it could be different for your area. So here it did say a townhouse. There are a lot of row homes and townhouses in Baltimore. And so boom, now we have on our side, we have all the properties, and it's great when they actually have photos because you can tell if they are uh, similar properties or not. So we're getting an idea of two things. One, I just adjust the amount so that the highest amount is at the top and the lowest at the bottom. And I take a look how many time, how long they're on the market for, all that good stuff. But I'm looking and seeing, okay, this Cleveland townhouse sold for 226. There's one sold 225, 225, 208. So that's probably a pretty stable number around the 210s, 215, 220s. Um, you usually want to put it a, a bit lower than the actual prices out there just so that you, you know you can sell fast. Now, this is me thinking about a end buyer that's going to sell or flip this property. So I already know that even though I don't give after repair value on my flyers, I just give data because people can argue about that. I do know that this property is probably going to sell anywhere from I mean, we have a, a lot nominal, we have a 184 all the way to 226. So somewhere in between there, about 205, 210 to be safe. And then if I wanted to take some of the, uh, if you're thinking about as a flipper, if you want to take some of the rules, like the 70% uh, of the after repair value minus the repairs and the holding costs in your assignment fee, you could do that. So we could take, let's say 200 for the sake of making this easier today. 200, 70%, 200, 140. And then if you look at your property and recognize it needs about mid-range or about you know 50K, 60K worth of work, and of course, you subtract that 50K, and that's what that's 90. You want to subtract your fee around uh, 10 to 20K, 25K. So now you're at uh, uh, 65K that you're at least that's that's where you want to go. So you may go to your seller, and after you um, have spoken to them, um, 
and hopefully they've shared what they're looking for. You can, you know, know what offer you need to present. We can even have a whole other podcast on how to present offers. Um, and we'll actually, we'll, we, should, we should do that. But right now we're just talking about how to evaluate it. At least we know on the team where we're trying to be. All right. So that's using the 70% rule. But here's another way that you can do this. You can go over to status or a public record sales situation and click on cash buyer. Now, these should be all the properties that sold for cash. So I see right now, ooh, 208, someone sold, bought a property for 208. Someone bought cash for 184. It's interesting. But I see here a 56,000 is what it bought for. And that's what I was expecting um, if it's not fixed up. So let me, I'm going to stretch this back out and go back out. And if you can't find enough data, then you can play around with the time or the uh, the miles. Just take that in consideration when you're um, giving its value. So I'm going to back out about three more months and see what cash buyers are buying for. All right, so I still see you know, those those that 200 price, 119, 72, 56. All right, so this is kind of a wide range, but I would still you know try to be as lower as possible. So really, it sounds like it's around that same range of the 56, 55, 60. So if I know if I get this about the 55, 60 range, this thing should sell pretty quickly um, depending on the condition of the property. So if you're out there and you're concerned, okay, uh, Courtney, how do I know about, you know, how much the repairs are going to be, which is important to know. That again could be its own podcast, but I highly recommend that if you are starting out, um, this is one way that you can network really well. You need to get to as many properties as you can so that you can know in your city what properties are selling for. You can bring in contractors with you. Maybe you do need to pay them 30, 50 uh, bucks to uh, get a couple of valuations, but you'll start getting the feel for, okay, these properties are selling for this price. These properties are, um, this is what a full rehab costs. This is what a mid sales rehab costs. This is what a turnover costs in your city, your area. If it's just a quick turnover, I usually just put 10K in. Um, there's people who do way less than that. There's some people who say 15K for a turnover, but uh, it really depends on your market. That's why you need to know your market. So I'm not going to give you like a rule of thumb. I'm really going to encourage you all to go out there, connect with contractors and connect with your buyers. If you're having conversation with your buyers and they're giving you good feedback, you can ask them, okay, how much is gonna, um, are you going to put into this property? And you're just collecting this data. And so you know, all right, this neighborhood, this city, I know a full gut is going to be 120K for most people. You know, some get it 75, 85, some maybe a little higher more, but I know that's how much it's going to be. Oh, this is just a quick turnaround. I know they're only going to spend 5K on this. So knowing that is going to help you know um, what margins to buffer uh, for. But when we're talking about evaluating a, a, around where we want to be, go into PropStream, put in the date range at three months um, right now. Maybe by the time you saw, uh, by the time the market stabilized, you can do six months. Make sure the square footage is, 250 lower, 250 above, and make sure the distance, if you're in a real tight metropolitan area or metro area, is 0.25. If it's a, a little wider, uh, 0.5. Some things to think about, too, though, is when you look at the map, make sure there aren't any huge, uh, I sound Baltimore, man, huge, <laughs> any huge, uh, like, uh, neighborhoods, or, or not neighborhoods, but uh, natural or man-made barriers. Like, if a big highway is is crossing through and you see properties on one side of the highway selling a little higher than the other and your properties on the other side you want to err on the lower 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 amount um same thing is true when it comes to to natural barriers and um you can even look out for for neighborhoods as well and also make sure that if you do have pictures that's obviously a great thing that you are comparing like properties you can't compare 
ranch one floor properties to two story properties or properties that have brick sidings to properties that have you know um you know a uh, vinyl siding or whatever siding they have out there obviously i'm not a super pro when it comes to rehabbing and all but you don't have to be that's the point and we don't have to spend a million years trying to analyze a property we're trying to make sure we get it at a price that um works for the seller works for the buyer and of course works for us um so any questions about prop stream um Devon, um, as you may be representing some questions people may have, or even like thoughts or comments or extra things to add, because you've been playing around with this a lot as well. Uh, no, no questions as of right now. I mean, you kind of broke that down pretty much for the third grader to actually understand. <laughs> really? Well I, so. well, I hope so. I hope so. And like we, uh, and this allows us to move pretty quickly when we want to like get back. And and again, a whole another conversation could be on presenting. Um, offers so this is really like informational when me and Javon are talking to each other uh he could be like hey man I'm looking at this property I'm thinking it's around 60 I've already qualified the seller he's already talking about you know 45 or 85 or whatever he's talking about she or they're talking about we at least know have a kind of a sense of how realistic they are and also please don't let that folks do not let the price that the sellers say um blind you or make assumptions about what they are willing or able to take Sometimes sellers, particularly now, may be still thinking they're in prices that are higher. And every seller assumes that their property is worth more than it is quite often. Some, I shouldn't say every, but quite often. And you got to stand their, their standpoint. They want to maximize uh, the, the equity that they can receive out of it. But that does not mean that through conversation, through education, if you really are providing value, if you're really trading speed and convenience for certainty and, and you're being competent and all, and you recognize the situation is the case where, hey, this really is just what I can pay for this, and you're bringing a lot of value, you don't assume that that seller won't take that quite often lower price. And also, that's another reason why we very rarely, if ever, put out the price uh, first, because if a seller, because of the value you're providing, wants to sell the property for 40K, and you actually see that, oh, I can buy it, for, I can actually sell it for, uh, well, I can be 60K, then you're still doing that seller a great service at 40K, folks. I'm telling you, it is those thin margins when you're trying, getting properties at low prices <laughs> serves the seller better. Why? Because what's going to happen? That property's going to fly off the shelf, right? And this mug wanted that thing, so that's exactly what they wanted. So they're going to be happy. Your buyer's going to be happy. You're going to be happy. But if you do like Courtney Maurice Rollins, ask me how I know, uh, getting some properties razor thin, and now he's taking past the inspection period to sell it you're nervous you're sweating it because you want to you know have self-integrity and do what you say you're going to do but you recognize oh i got the property locked up too high that is a dreaded feeling having to go back to your sellers and do that now if you have to do that go through it push through it make it happen lead with integrity but i'm telling you if you get the properties at a deep discount and able to walk away because it doesn't work you're going to save yourself headache and you have way more energy to put towards these properties that actually can fly off the shelf because you got it at the right price Let's rock and roll over to Zillow. So now everybody, now you may not have PropStream um, and you may not necessarily even want PropStream after we show this. Um, so let's go to Zillow. Quick and easy way to do it on Zillow. This works on Redfin too. Actually, I think I like Redfin more, uh, but I'm gonna put in Zillow, same property. Uh, let's see now. Ooh, it says it's under, so we got it down here. Now you would scroll all the way down. And they usually have properties 
that are sold, you're going to usually ignore the Zillow Zestimate. Uh, I think you're getting a little better, but Zillow Zestimates are, 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 are based off of data that's not always accurate. So that's not the place that you would go. But hey, where, where do they go? Hmm. Nearby homes. Yeah, you go to the nearby homes. Here they go. Okay. So nearby homes. They, this tells you literally what properties just sold. You can see the inside of a lot of them. Here we got 113. Oh, I didn't know 113 just sold. Why didn't he sell it to me? I could have bought that property. Daggum. <laughs> That's the property that's right uh, next to me. Sold for 139. I didn't even ask him. Oh, man. Okay. All right. So anyways, you're looking down here. I see 109, 139. That's how much properties are selling for. So this is just giving you a quick 166 or 166.2. Uh that's 1119 on the corner, yeah, 154. So these are telling you nearby property uh, and what they recently sold for. And um, that again, gives you the idea of, of what they're selling for. And depending on if it's a rental property, uh, you may, um, uh, depending on if it, well, if it's a rental property, uh, I don't wanna go too deep into that either, but it, it may be based off of how much the rent is compared to the purchase price. If you've heard of the, 1% or the 2% rule, a lot of renters would ideally like, if it's traditional real estate, they would ideally like the property to be, um, the rent to be 2% of the uh, actual purchase and overall, not just purchase, but how much it costs to fix it up and get it ready. So for instance, a $100,000 property, they want the rent to be $2,000. Now some will go as low as 0.08 to, uh, or 1%. So uh, $1,000, $100,000 property, want the rent to be $1,000. Some might even go $800 because they're playing the long game of building um, wealth and treating that uh, uh, property as like an equity stash and a, almost like a bank that's giving them tons of uh, funds. So the overall purchase price uh, can be a little bit higher. Um, but by and large, this will give you an idea of what properties are selling for, which gives you uh, 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 the first indication of what you're going to do. You can also go over to just uh, Zillow and we don't care how much properties are selling for. We want to know how much properties sold. So we'll click on the filter to put sold and it should stay in that exact area that you were in. And now it goes to yellow in a second. And there we go. Now look, we got some 270s, 205s. These sold and tell you when they sold. They give you the the beds and baths hopefully to give you a picture of it so this again can tell you okay these are properties that are selling for this price if you see a big discrepancy especially if you see ones that like are really beat up those are awesome ones to look at too because quite often um we're we're addressing distressed properties and so if they're really beat up they'll give you an idea okay that at least it's sold for that so this one sold for 446k so if i know if i get it for like 26k 30k or something similar property it should fly off the shelf i can still give them about 10 15 on the assignment so that's one those are quick ways just go into zillow put the address in make sure it's set up to sold and look at a wide margin or go specifically as opposed to atlantically you know go specifically to uh the property and look down and see what property sold for and and um and that that's 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 pretty much that's pretty much it. And again, this is all for the inner, this is for your team, whether the team is you or you or other folks. Um, it's not necessarily for you to um, blurt out the offer price to your seller uh, just yet at this, at that point. Uh, what you thinking about Javon? Any thoughts or any questions? 
Uh, I'm sitting here on uh, on Zillow now, uh, looking at the 1115 South Curry Street uh, property. Uh, just trying to follow through with the same steps that you were actually doing. Mm-hmm. Um, no questions as of yet. Um, I mean, if, if I do come up with something, you know, I'll definitely ask you. Um, there was one graph um, that I, I came across that was showing little yellow points. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that graph was. Um, but it was it, it was a map and it showed uh, yellow bold points and with prices. What what is the yellow uh, what is the yellow points for? Like what oh, does that? Awesome. So if the if it's yellow, it has the price like it says twenty five k, one hundred two k, stuff like that. Yeah, that means yellow. That's a great question. So uh, as of now on Zillow, if it's yellow, that means those properties sold. If it's red, that means the properties, that's what they're hoping to sell it for. And if it's purple, I think it's the rent uh, price. So I would go up into the uh, settings and make sure it's on sold because we're not basing it off what people want to sell it for. We're basing it off of what okay. the market is bearing. Okay. And a quick bonus for folks, um, if you're wondering, like, what's the difference between like, people, why people are, are, are evaluating this way? Because in traditional real estate, real estate that's uh, not commercial, so anything that's four units or less is considered traditional real estate. It's very subjective, the the value. The value is based on the market, what people are buying in the area like property. That's why appraisals and comparables are so important because they're basing it off of what they think other people are are buying off. That's what the lender is going to lend the person off of usually, and that's what the price is going to be set at. Now, if it was commercial property, it's... The evaluation is completely different. It, you could have two very exact same properties on the same side of the street, same situation there, but it's going to be based off of the net operating income um, minus uh, the cap, the area's capital. Uh, what do you call it? Cap, cap rate, capital rate. Um, and but again, that could be a podcast for its own story. So evaluating commercial properties are actually sometimes very fun if you have the right information because. There's a lot of opportunities to add a lot of value and a lot of opportunities to um, to make large margins. And it isn't so subjective. You can actually, so if I if you buy a property and find out that it's uh, the value is low because it's not making as much income, but you go into that property and add maybe uh, I don't know storage units or or fix up some of the deferred maintenance that's taking place and raise the rent already, you are ex- raising the value on paper which then you can turn around and refinance and do a lot of awesome stuff. That's why people love real estate so much. Um, that's why it's so important to be around really smart people who are doing it at a high level. Hey, folks, if you want to chat with me, um, definitely would love to sit down with you one-on-one, see how we can be a part of each other's journey. You can go to doreideals.com and set up a consultation. That's also a place where you can get uh, free sales systems and scripts that I've uh, gathered and changed and modified over time as well as if you want to partner on deals me and javon that's how me and javon man this brother is hungry out here pushing these deals that we were like man we got to connect and make this thing happen together so um yeah we love to work with you all and you can we can jv i'm not uh greedy at all and um yeah we can make that happen now if you hopped on this because you're life and transitions experts in um, podcasting you're looking at what the probate space or probate real estate space is the evaluations are pretty much still going to be the same, but you may find that you're better serving your uh, client by offering them a listing price. So whether you're an agent or you know an agent, you can refer them out. I usually give folks 
at least four options. I'm like, here's the cash prop price we can do. Here's uh, what it is as is. I offer some um, terms. I tell them what it probably would sell for on the market if they listed it traditionally and try to give some pluses and minus for all those situations so they can lead me through my questions to the right uh, terms for them. Um, but at any rate, yeah, check it out. Uh, Estate Pro Service, would love to work with you if you need help, need help navigating the probate process or you know anyone needs to help navigate the probate process. Connect to a national registry of folks um, across the country that are estate professionals. And uh, I'm the Durham County probate expert. So uh, love to check you all out. Please hit like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Me and Javon will stay on for a little bit, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, cut this off here so that it can be hopefully productive um, and useful for you all. So appreciate you. And um, signing off now, Rising Tides lifts all sales. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Life and Transition Experts podcast. Please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts. Also, remember to join the Life in Transition Experts Facebook group to help us continue to grow and reach others. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you.